Hey, welcome back, Team Keesler. We're excited uh, for our third episode of What is a Focus-Driven Warrior? We have two outstanding MTLs in the studio with us today. Chief, you want to introduce them? Yes, sir. So besides being the third episode that you can see on the video series, this is also our third podcast, and we're very excited about that. So here we have in the studio today, Master Sergeant Orozco, who is uh, MTL for the 334 Training Squadron, and Staff Sergeant Belfield, who is an MTL for the 335 Training Squadron. Welcome. We're excited that you're here. Um, we love celebrating our MTLs and what you bring to the mission every single day. So this is a wonderful opportunity to share that with those who watch our videos and listen to our podcast. Hey, before we start asking a bunch of questions, because we got a lot for you, why don't you just introduce you, yourselves and, you know, kind of what you do for the Air Force and what brought you here? So, Sergeant Orozco? I'm Master Sergeant Orozco. I am the flight chief for the 334 Training Squadron. I am a military training leader. By trade, I am actually a personnelist by trade. And I will say a lot of the times the per being a personnelist is not much different than being an MTL. It just has its added duties. <laughs> Outstanding. Sergeant Belfield? I'm a military training leader for the 334 Training Squadron. Originally by trade, I am a POL, fuels distribution. Uh, and yeah, same thing. It's my Sergeant Orozco. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so when I think about our MTLs, I mean, the Chief and I have talked about this, but as, as we bring uh, the young Airmen and Guardians in from BMT and your step two of kind of their professional training. And in my mind, I always think of a, a blue rope as really a kind of a commander, first sergeant, supervisor that's, that's doing kind of the second part of their training. They're learning their AFSCs, but you're kind of teaching them the profession of arms and what it means to be an Airman. So you guys want, you know, and making sure that they have that warrior ethos. Right. Can I get you to touch on that? Yes, exactly what you say. A lot of the times when airmen come from BMT or basic military training, they come over here to the technical training environment. And a lot of times they think that they are, they have it all. They have the foundations. However, it's not always the case, right? They have BMT, they build it, but here we are here to continue it. Yes, we are the jack of all trades. So we are the commander. We are the first sergeant. We are the facility manager. We are everything, but we're here to help them become that driven focused um, warriors that we call today. <laughs> right, and there are a lot of opinions, you know, coming from the outside uh, civilian world, coming into the military. So a lot of people do ask for everyone's opinions and seeing how it is in the military. So coming in, uh, they already have their thoughts, but for us, we have to maintain that discipline, make sure they do uh, come in, stay focused, stay driven, and that they are motivated in order to reach their operation of the first duty station. So as force uh, multipliers, right? So you're continuing on with the with the training when it comes to our airmen and our guardians. Um, what are some courses or techniques that you've used to continue to grow them to be amazing wingmen, amazing teammates um, in the Air Force and Space Force? So we do have a lot of uh, volunteer events as well, in which we try to bring the camaraderie and the morale to the airmen. Whether it be on base or off base, we do have a lot of uh, events for like baseball games and stuff like that for the airmen to go to. And we also try to maintain the MTL to airmen relationship to where we do airmanship 200. Uh, we have all kind of professional development courses we give for the airmen as well. So that's the way we kind of try to give back to them in order to keep them on the right track. Yes, and there's actually different opportunities for the airmen. There's the Distinguished Airmen Development Program. The DADP is what we call it. 
and it helps them develop, meaning they, are, they can be airman leaders, they can be a drill team member, they can be a part of the chaplain corp, whatever it may be. But those are different courses that help them build outside of their school and outside of the military training environment. It helps them build mentally, physically, emotionally, and it helps them build the airmen too as well. As a flight chief, I will say, for me, it's providing opportunities to the NCOs to help them build and become stronger because in order for us to gel as a team, we also have to make sure we take care of them too as well. Absolutely. And so, I mean, why I pull push so hard on warrior ethos, you know, is because really we only wear this uniform for one reason, and it's to deploy into austere locations across the globe, whether it be for a hurricane or warfare or... but mentally, physically, spiritually preparing our airmen. So as, as you mentioned, we take people from all over the globe, really, to come through our base military training pipeline and now come here. So as, as they're here at Keesler, do you see people embracing the warrior ethos or are they, when they kind of come here, they're like, no, I'm here to learn finance or I'm here to learn. And so connecting that dot for them. So I would say, obviously, when the military, everyone does have their, you know, their things about them. But I feel like for the most part, everyone does embrace the warrior ethos. It's just sometimes with the longer tech schools, someone can get complacent. They could, you know, veer off from that. But it's our job to keep them on the right track and make sure we can, you know, uh, keep them ready, keep them focused. Right. And what I've seen, though, when they come here, they're focused so much on the technical training environment. I really will say that. But whenever I breathe them, I always say, hey, I know that that's one of your main duties while you're out here. However, they, it, you still have to adapt to the military standards, right? And we're here to help you out with that. We're here to help you adapt to that and become uh, resilient to make sure that you can adapt to, the, to the, um, the training environment. You have to have respect for your leaders, respect for your installation, and respect for each other in order to become resilient and have that grit. You mentioned respect for you know others, but um, one thing, one of the things that we really focus on with our airmen is respect for themselves. Yes, and um, understanding that there are going to be some tough days and some really amazing days. Right. Um, so, walk us through resiliency when it comes to that part of of an airman's. Not every airman is going to have the same experience. I know that, but but a, a, maybe a one that you've gone through recently, um, helping that airman get through maybe the toughest time, or maybe the best of times um, through resiliency. What kind of programs have, have you had to offer or, um, or you walked them through that themselves, yourselves? So the one thing I will say is that it takes a team, right? So it's not only us as MTLs, but we also have our helping agencies that we always advise them to. For example, some airmen, they have roommate problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's the roommate problems. Um, but we sit that we have them come in, we have them sit down, we have them talk about their issues. But not only that, we also advise them and um, what is it called? Relay them to the actual helping agencies because all their helping agencies like the Military Family Life Consultant or the Airmen and Family Readiness, they give them techniques as well to actually help them get along with their roommate. Because we always give that, we always tell them this: when you deploy, it's not always. You're not always, you're not going to be able to pick your roommate. You're going to have who you have. So you have to learn and you have to adapt to working with each other as a team. Right. It's all about constant communication, to be honest. Of uh, Me being prior 
334. I know dealing with air traffic control students for one part, I know they are, that is a very stressful job for them. So a lot of them do come asking for advice. So we're here to give them that advice and uh, just basically leading them on. And if, like she said, give them the agencies that can help out with that, especially for mental health and uh, anything of that nature. But uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. In the long run though, these airmen are learning how to solve their own problems at the same time, right? This may not be equipped in the beginning to know where to go or how to do that. Um, but you, these skills that they gain along the way, I mean, it, it just really sets them up for uh, success in the future. And for the record, I've always had really awesome roommates when I deployed. <laughs> yes, I'm really, I'm lucky. I did. I've always, always had really good ones. Did you get the 20 person tent? No, uh, okay. exactly. I've been there. I've been there. experience as well. But, um, but when it came, yeah, I don't. But, uh, but I like what you said too. And it's something that I've said in different command levels or supervision is like, you're not always going to get along with everybody, but you have to be professional. Yes. Right. You know, and that, that's what we hopefully are teaching them because you're not going to always get to pick who you work with, who your right. office mates are, who, who's your roommate. And you have to learn to work through those complicated human, you know, conflicts that happen right. and make sure that we remember that we're all airmen and, or guardians first and foremost. So you guys have both been in a while. You've been at multiple assignments, right? And, and you mentioned the word grit, which we talk a lot about yeah. here at Keesler. Um, and I think people learn a lot. When, I, when the chief and I go talk to folks, I'm always telling them, share your stories. Why do you continue to serve? You know, because every day is not going to be peaches and cream, right? There's going to be days where you, you want to throw in the towel. But can you, you guys have an example of a time where maybe you overcame a hardship? And Because really it's about, you're going to get knocked down, but are you going to get back up? Right. I put you guys on the so, spot. Just a, just a little <laughs> bit on the spot. Um, well, maybe a, st a story you share with your own airmen, um, you know, on 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 your resiliency um, when when you may have been knocked down and you got back up. Because, you know, the airmen want to hear that from their leaders. Right. So maybe something you've shared with them. I share with them all the time relationship advices, right? So I've had those breakups and those... Yep, those breakups where your 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 mind and your your just body is not there at work, and I'm sure we've all gone through personal issues. I share that with them all the time. When they come to my office crying or whatever it may be, I try and relate to them and tell them my stories with regards to my relationship. I've been through those breakups, but I'm here to help you through it and again provide those resources for you. Just have a listening, be a listening ear so that they can focus on their studies later on. That's okay. great. I'll probably say hardship will probably be through friendship. Uh, obviously, being in for a while, me being 10 years in, you could meet a lot of people, a lot of people leave your life as well. So obviously trying to maintain those friendships and maintain those relationships, but that can be troubling. And uh, also, I feel like just... Uh, even when you have friends that are getting in trouble, I would say. A lot of tech school airmen, they have friends, hang out with every day, probably getting in trouble, getting Article 15s, LORs, things of that nature. So when that happens, how are you going to be that wingman to that friend? How are you going to keep them going, keep them focused on their school and their grades and everything like that? That could play a big part in it as well, but uh, for the most part, all the airmen I've seen that get through it, they uh, uh, got them in the right direction and they just keep on at it. 
you know, we both have kids in high school and the chief will say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Right. You know, and, and so making sure that our airmen are picking those positive role models and, and modeling the right behavior, and, which is really what, what you're doing each and every day when they get done with, with their uh, instruction. But then I love the story that if one of those airmen, um, one of the friends is, is not doing well and they, they had have, you know, been punished for whatever reason, um, that, that our airmen are strong enough to still be that good wingman and say, come on, uh, you, you got knocked down because you did something wrong, but get back up and, and learn from this and let's move on. So right. I love that as well. Right. So both of you guys are in squadrons that deal with multiple AFSCs. Yes. Right. Kind of the cats and dogs here right. at Keesley. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in those different pipelines, do you feel like you have to change or you, or you have a good baseline of, hey, this is where we're going? agnostic of what mm -hmm. your career field is? Um, I think that, yes, we go through a course like C2BMO, Command and Control Battlefield um, Operations, for that 17 uh, class days compared to a person who is here for air traffic and control longer or radar, um, airfield and weather management, so RAWS. Blending those two can be very difficult sometimes. However, we set the standards. So it's one standard, right? It's the military training standards. So that's what we have to hold them to. And as long as we're holding to the, them to that, we should be okay. And that's what we are here for again as MTLs. Well, so, I love it because you hold them to that standard. Right. They hold themselves to that standard. Right. They hold their, um, their classmates, their instructors, their MTLs to the same standard. So that's pretty, and, and you're right. So some very short courses to some very long courses. Right. And you have the same thing in your squadron right. where you have personnel, um, a little over a month to weather, which is almost a year long. Right. And um, some of these airmen, you get to see more often, you know, get some more face time with them than others. And so, I mean, do you find that you're able to balance that uh, from a, a class, let's say for comptroller class that's coming in every five, six weeks to the same, the airmen that are going through the weather course that you've been talking to and having conversations with for six, seven months. Right. It's not very hard to balance it. It's just main, making sure that those airmen don't get complacent, especially the ones staying here longer. So, uh, but the balancing the one months and the nine months is pretty good. Yeah. Good. Right. All right. So, so Chief, you, you had anything for me? I just want to say thank you. It takes a lot to um, be able to get in front of a camera or behind the microphone for a podcast to talk about some, which sometimes could be difficult conversations about being a focus-driven warrior and what it really means. And that's why uh, we like having the conversations because we know that it could mean something very similar to everybody, but it could also be very different at the same time. And we thank you for everything that you do for our airmen and our guardians. Make sure that they are ready for that next phase when they hit that next base or go back to their uh, guard and reserve units. And, and we want them to know that's another Keesler airman they're awesome. They're ready. Um, they're resilient. And so thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for what you do. And thanks for stepping up, you know, to, to be a MTL. It's a tough job. I mean, and really, but you are getting what an amazing opportunity to stamp. You know, we put through 25,000 airmen through Keesler Air Force Base every year. And you're getting a chance to really make a difference in the Air Force. So thank you for loving our airmen to hold them to high standards. Because as the chief said, I mean, the best calls we get are from the operational force saying, hey, I'm not sure what you guys are feeding those guys down at Keesler, <laughs> but you know, you're know you turning out great airmen and, and guardians. And, and really that's our responsibility, right? To make sure that they make that full transition from civilian yep. to airman or guardian. 
And so thanks for what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Thank you. For Absolutely. Us. Well, Team Keesler, it's episode three. Um, stay tuned for the next one. Uh, great conversation with our MTLs. It just, it, it's great for the chief and I to get to showcase the amazing airmen and guardians we have down here at Keesler Air Force Base. And with that, be focused, be driven, and be warriors. And thanks for what you do.